Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is Jimmy from Hermit Style Podcast. We got a dope episode today. Going to be talking about the New Jersey 1K and how we did over the weekend. Uh, if this is your first time tuning in, you can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcasting app. It is Friday, September 25th. Here we go. Welcome, welcome to the Hermit Style Podcast. Your hosts, Jimmy Bacon and Mike Runchuti, talking all about the Dragon Ball Super Card Game, presented by Team TCG Mafia and produced by Lobat. All right, Mike, what's going on? Not too much, man. Just, just got back from New Jersey, so... And got just got off from teaching, so you know that's all good. Mm. Coming back to reality. Yep. <laughs> uh, we got a pretty cool episode today. We got uh, we're gonna be talking about that event. How you guys did? It was what you, Chris, and Trevor that went. Yeah, me, Chris, and Trevor. Cool, cool. Yeah, a lot of a lot of controversy there. So we'll get on the topic a little bit. Uh, starting us off, we got some names for the segments now. So we have news from the lookout. Ooh. Yeah, news from the lookout. Um. So today they dropped the reveals for DraftBox. Uh, if you go on the Facebook page, the official Dragon Ball Super Card Game, you can check out all the new reveals uh, for DraftBox that comes out in what, like a month, I believe. Uh, yeah, November. No, t- I guess two months. I would say two months. it's November. It's not like I think it's like mid-November. Okay, yeah, so like six weeks or so. Uh, what you What do you think of the reveals? Uh, new red bean. I guess it's it's cool, but it's not sensu bean. Yeah, it's like, not bean though. It's like <laughs> if it doesn't untap two. Not since we've been. Uh, I actually think that this is the first time they made the cards like reasonable. This Draftbox, these cards don't seem broken in a sense like how Draftbox Four was like, dang, I gotta own a, I gotta own all the War Cries, I gotta own the Janimbas, I gotta own the Draw Apes, and then you got a Boonie, Kaoken, Cocoon, so all the good cards from Draftbox. So I, this one seems more like it might fit your archetype. If it doesn't fit your archetype, you're not playing it. So I think that's I think that's good because now everybody's not going to be forced into buying this product, but it'll still sell out for them. So it's a win win. Also, yeah. that blue card though with the Bardock on it and the Kakarot. Oh my god, that card is busted, and it's just a rare. They did that correctly because normally it's the SRs that are like, right. oh my, that's god. how it was before. This card, I don't know how many people have like a Magic background, but whenever you can pay one, look at the top two, choose one, and then put one on the bottom of your deck. That's a good ability. Yeah, it, it's, it's got a lot of synergy with all the Bardock crew stuff, too. Yeah, it's People free, though, like because at the end of the turn, you just untap the you energy. You untap the energy, right. I said, oh, hold on. So you could play that in the baby deck coming up, because baby always plays the cards yeah, from the bottom I mean, of the anything. deck. Yeah, I mean, anything. I'm playing in every blue deck, right. but there's some decks that like are gonna it's going to help their strategy even further, because sure. putting that card, putting like the big five-drop baby on the bottom of your deck, so that way when you use the four-drop Vegeta, which turns into a three-drop with the field effect, you just know that baby's there, so you can get moving. I think I think it's I think it's a great card. Probably going to be one of the best cards. Pick up those foils. Yeah, I also like the uh, the new Icarus is pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. super rare Icarus. I say I don't like that it's Icarus, but you know, either oh, way. I like that it's Icarus. Mm-hmm. I don't like that because isn't the other one of it higher dragon or ire dragon? However you say it. Well, yeah, they, that's what they call them. But. So I mean, if it's Icarus on this card and Iron Dragon on this, no, one. it's Iron, it's Iron Dragon. Oh, it's Iron Dragon. It's Iron Dragon. Okay, all right. I, said, I thought I thought it I just call it Icarus. I mean, it was it, it is Icarus. Who the um, hell knows what you're talking about? when you say Iron Dragon. Nobody knows. 
Things like Dragon looking for a job. <laughs> uh, I like the. I don't know. They, they look cool. Like the SS3 Goku looks sweet, and he's oh, a five yeah. drop, so he, he's got some synergy with that set ten card, the four oh, yeah. drop Goku. Yeah, you can also play that uh, to save the hopeful. Save future, the hopeful future. Right? Bring it out. Right. That's it. That might be worth like playing. You yeah. have to see, obviously, if that deck's even playable at that point. But if it is, definitely a good card. Yeah. And, I mean, if you if you can get that off the removing the two markers can be pretty crazy, too. Oh, yeah. Um, and Harutagarn, I'm excited to see what other Harutagarn comes out. I do not like the art, though, so. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> it looks like he's, like, sitting on an actual, like, piece of shit. Like, I'm confused on what's going on. And his face is. No, it, it, it looks like he's riding a dildo, bro. That, yeah. See, <laughs> it is veiny looking, so, yeah. If you have not seen this card, let us know what you think it is. Uh, <laughs> Either a turd or a yeah. dildo. Either one. <laughs> There's no other options. <laughs> Don't look like nothing else. And he's like on it like, what am I doing here? He's got this face like he got caught like being busted doing something. I, I think he looks stoked. <laughs> mm. Riding the magic dildo. Not a fan of that card. And it's green. Why is the Rudigarn card green? I don't, I don't even want to get into that yet. Um, the toe is crazy. I think that's my favorite one. The toe is and broken. I, uh, yeah. I say anytime I can play a unison for one, I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna check it out. Then when you add the part that it's a 20k for one, all right, this is busted. Like, there's no way 20ks are supposed to be one drop. There's a one drop 20k. Put that in perspective. When we play the vanilla battle cards, they're two drops 20ks. So right. This is a one drop 20k that pops cards. I said, this has got to be good. Right. And I mean. It does have the the setback of not being able to just automatically plus every turn. Um, there, the plus zero is choose one card in your hand and discard it. Choose the one of your opponent's battle cards with energy cost of three or less, send it to its owner's warp. But as long as they have that, that is still a plus. Yeah, so, and they're going to have that because right. who doesn't have that in this game? Yeah, I'm just saying it. People yeah. could try and play around it, but if they're playing around it, I guess you've already gotten what you want. Right? If you're playing around this, you're not playing the game correctly. That's right. So I'm good. Yeah, so I, I like that card a lot. And having uh, also the there's a Demigra with Overrealm and Dark Overrealm. Oh, yo, that card's broken. Yeah, that's crazy. I said I've never seen a card have both of those. I never thought the, they would have done that. And it's at the same cost. So it's like it, it costs two to play it. So it's like, oh, I can Dark Overrealm it for two or I can Overrealm it for two. What are we doing here? I'm it looks like a G2 in the picture, man. Mm-hmm. Hands on fire. He's got jewelry all He's over him. warping cards left and right. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, my God. This one right here, Black Staple. Yeah. I mean, he, he only costs two energies, a 30k, mm-hmm. and uh, when it attacks, your opponent chooses one card in their hand and sends it to their warp. So. Look out for him in your Dark Broly decks in November. Yeah, yeah it's pretty crazy. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. There's They have the red-blue extra card. Um, I'm out on that. Yeah, no. I, don't, I don't know. It has no synergy with Invoker, so I'm out. Yeah. And I don't get why it's red-blue and it's King Piccolo. Like, I don't yeah. know. I think that was poorly done on their part. Why don't you think it has synergy with Invoker? Uh, Because when I read it, it says, your leader card is red, and you choose one red card in your hand and discard it, negate the battle card's counterattack. Uh, what ba- what battle card counterattack are you worried about in Invoker? Yeah. It's like, I've never been worried about anything. Like, you have one. I mean, it'll one stop Topo if you're going for, well, no, because Victory Strike stops. Yeah. yeah, Victory Strike stops yeah. all the same cards. Yeah. And you just catastrophic blow all the other ways right. you win. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No, you're right. I assessed that card wrong. <laughs> it's all right. Um, but, yeah. Overall, I, I like them. I don't think it's anything crazy. 
I I pre-ordered a case off of Game Nerds, and I'm happy. I was going to pre-order two and forgot, and then they sold out. But um, if this is going to be like the power level of the cards, I think I made the right choice at one. I don't think I would have wanted two of this, but still early. I pre-ordered three cases. Woo. You know. You get, I get everything at cost, though, so right. I'm, I'm going to make my money back. Somebody's going right. to. So if the cards aren't as powerful as we were hoping they were going to be, I mean, if I sell them at like 70% of what they what they go for originally, I'll make my money back. I'm not too I'm not too pressed about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. And then I think the only other news um, to talk about is the announcement, and I, I don't think there's been an official announcement from Bandai yet, but on the Battle Evolution booster, I didn't even know about this till a couple hours ago. So, Mike, you can talk about this. If oh, you yeah. Want. So, they got the Battle Evolution booster coming out in March. Um, it's pretty much taking the place of theme boosters because there is a theme to these cards, but it's also a reprint set. So, it's like if you took Draftbox 4's reprint idea and mixed it with, like, Clash of Fates. Like, it's supposed to be a combination of two of those type of sets. The great thing about this product is outside of reprints, which we'll get to them because they list some of the reprints. But the great thing is that the cost on it is fifty eight fifty, which means it's substantially lower than what draft boxes were. So you know this is a much more reasonable product to buy. And then it says, uh, like "I'll give you guys the descriptions." Aimed at powering up current decks, like draft box, this release contains many generic cards useful to reinforce all deck types. Combined with current cards, this enables players to strengthen the themes they want and create new theme decks as well. This booster release is filled with highly desired new cards and essential reprints excellent for all players. 68 new cards. Um, the reprints, it says reprint and new cards, all the pieces you need to fill up your deck. Contains highly requested reprints. These powerful and essential cards are everything returning players and new players need. Also includes SR reprints from Draftbox 4 and 5. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, that's spicy right there. You know, reprints from Draftbox, you know, a lot of people in that secondary market are like, oh, these cards are mm-hmm. never going to get reprinted for real. Right. Or if they do, there'll be an anniversary box. So here they you, are. You say <laughs> you missed out if you, like you know War Cry was the big one this year, right? Everybody got the reprint War Cry and the Topo, and they're like, oh well, all the other ones shot up in price. Well, now they're they're not even safe, right? When you think about it, because they have this product coming out. Do we? Are, are there any confirmed on there? There are. What are they? Uh, Ribrian Punishing Passion the SR, the Staple Green Discard Two. So you're gonna be able to get those. Uh, SS Rose Goku Black, a delicate plan. For those who don't know what that is, that's the. It was one of the main cards in Green Hand Control mm-hmm. before set ten. Yeah, it, with uh, the Piccolo Surge. Leader. Yeah, it was Piccolo Surge lived off this card. It literally it plays the five drop from Draft Box four and plays the seven drop from set three. I love that card. Yeah, I played the hell out of that deck. It's an amazing card. It's like, so again, it reprints great for people because at one point that was a twenty dollar rare. It is like yeah, <laughs> rare is twenty dollars. That package was ridiculously priced. Mm-hmm. They're reprinting Bad Omen, Android 21 Bad Omen. Like, I would have never thought I was going to reprint no. it. But they did say that this set is going to have Android 21 support. Android 21 so is a fan favorite. Um, and they also have a Tian Xian leader coming out, which they made oh, sure they man, tell us. I'm pumped on that. They made sure they told us Tian Xian makes his debut. So we'll see what Tian's bringing. I actually wish, though, it was, it was Tian from Super. Oh, yeah. Something to do with like his dojo. Yeah, that, that episode was so. so I need I need mm. cards from that episode. That was a good episode, and then just the fact that like it would be another Universe Seven leader, mm-hmm. which would be great. Oh I, yeah, I love that tag on cards. Universe Seven, okay. but I won't complain. I, I I like Tien a lot, so he's up on my list. And they said it's gonna be twelve new SRs and then four reprint SRs, so sixteen total SRs. So we know one of the SR reprints from Draftbox is Ribrian. We don't know the Draftbox uh, four one, which. Should be interesting to see what it is, what what reprint it is, SR. And then... what If you had to pick one, what are you going with? 
Fuse deities and Masu because they've printed SS Rose Goku Black Delicate Plan. So mm-hmm. it would lead me to believe they would re- they would reprint the Zamasu that also came out at the same time with it. I, I like that. That would probably be my choice, but I'll I'll do something different for <laughs> so we don't say the same thing. Uh, I will go with Exploiting Weakness. Yeah. I didn't want to say that because I've been a proud owner of Exploiting Weakness since the day it came out. And I just... My I, pick is Pure Greed because I've never been a proud owner. <laughs> I yeah. sold one when it first dropped for nothing close to what I could have sold. Yeah, see, so. that, car, that car is always between $60 and $100. Yeah, you I think even, I made like 30 You don't even see people playing it at $60 because it's just such a powerful card that if the time ever comes, you got to have it. <laughs> uh, and there's going to be an SCR. Like I was like, oh, that's great. There's an SCR in here. So... And, it says and the SCR, it's, it's a new SCR, though, right? A, not a reprint. Yeah, it's a new SCR. Brandon, it's a surprising car for an SCR that, that fans can't miss. I'm hoping for uh, Android 17 winning SCR, you know, like him winning TOP, because T, the Androids are on the cover of this. Is there anything else from TOP in there, though? Nothing that they told us, no. But I guess SCR is usually off-brand from the set, it isn't is. it? It is, normally. I'm trying to think. A lot of SCRs lately have been coming from uh, Dragon Ball Heroes, which... A lot of people don't like Dragon Ball Heroes because I don't like Dragon Ball Heroes. I personally love Dragon Ball Heroes. I think it's trash. The anime is sketchy. It's terrible. I will admit it's it's low quality, but it's free and it's you know hey I take it. But the game I thought was amazing, like the Japanese arcade Dragon Ball Heroes. Oh, see, I've never played the game. Yeah, I have it on the Switch, and uh, I played it a whole lot, man. And a lot of characters, a lot of cool things that we wish we would have saw that we never get to see. So I still might play it. I might have bought it actually. I there was I went through a phase where I bought like every Switch game when it went on sale. Yeah, and then we started playing Warzone, <laughs> <laughs> and I like haven't I have not picked up my Switch in over four months. I'm gonna be honest with you. If you don't have it, man, you should get it. It's a fun game. Like that's how I knew all about Xenocell, like or Zeno. No, yeah, Xenocell, not Xenocell. Zeno is the little blue Xenocell. <laughs> uh, that's how I knew all about. It. I was like, yo, this guy is sweet. Like, and now like Xenocell is like he got the SCR. He got the broken uh, SR from set 10 that yeah. I had no idea was as good as it was till recently. Oh, it's nuts, bro. So, you know, it's a it, it's definitely cool to look out for. Um, yeah. So, I guess before we we move on to our next part of the cast here, uh, with these new SRs coming, I think the only other thing to point out is if you are someone who is only playing on untapped or you are not playing competitively, but you own some of these draft box cards and you want to get your money's worth, sell now. Yeah. Because most people do not know about this booster. I did not know about it. I just knew about it because Mike had looked at the, the distributor site and I was like, oh, no way. We got to talk about this. Um, but now's the time to cash in on those cards before everyone knows they're getting reprinted because within the next month, it'll drop some. And then when it gets close to March, oh, yeah. they're, they're going to plummet. Absolutely. I 100% agree. And the thing is, like, you never know, like, what more might get reprinted. Like, they said there's more. What if they just reprint all the all the money cards? Yeah. Like, then you're just like, oh, my God, I just lost all this money. Honestly, so, they I mean, people do shit on Bandai a lot, and I think a lot of times it's warranted. Sometimes it's not. But they do listen to what we say, yeah. and they do make changes to the game. Like, if, if anyone is, like, an OG has been playing since set one, you can remember they were not quick to make updates or, like, change, uh, do errata ban, uh, make updates to the game, like, anything. Um, and they received a lot of negative feedback. If you remember Storm, that was around for way too long, and it was just terrible. I quit the game while Storm was around. Um, but since then, 
they've been very quick to update things. I mean, think about the Gex and the U3 ban. I mean, that was like out of nowhere. It was not. It was well, not out of nowhere, but it for Bandai. Yeah, it, it just came out like I ran. Like it's yeah. just like boom, here it is. Like we heard you. We're making the we're making the the, the change. So. The preemptive ban of Android exactly. Twenty One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. You know, it's it definitely this is uh, this is a step in the right direction. I do imagine a lot of these cars that we you know hold on to and because they're a bunch of money, I think a lot of them about to get reprinted. Ribrian being a seventy five dollar car was not okay because that car no. was mandatory for every green deck. Exactly. Unlike yeah. the ape, I mean the ape even got the reprint. You know, like the an event pack ape. Right. But that car isn't mandatory. It feels mandatory because you're like, man, I want to play this car. I want to compete. Sure. There's workarounds. When you play green hand control, there is no workaround for Ribrian. Either you're playing Ribrian or you're not playing the deck. There's just no reason. So it was. it's one of those things. I think they're going to give people the cars that they need. Just like Fuse Deities of Masu, there's counter, the counter uh, play Frieza. You play that card, you do nothing with it in most decks if you don't have yeah, that card. Exactly. That card gives that card a purpose. Oh, it's so good. And it's like, so I just imagine we'll see the cards that people want. I would love to see a Boonie get a reprint, to be honest. I just bought two, four boonies from um, Shadu Poovin, uh, the guy who sells out of Canada. Um, good deal on them, but I would love to just see a reprint of a boonie because so many people don't have it because this card's yeah. been anywhere from 50 to $68 for the last two months. Yeah. I know. I, I'm mad I never picked up my fourth one. I've always hated a boonie as a card. I thought... Um, I think for a while it was pretty terrible, to be honest. But I didn't think it was good during Surge format, even no, though people were terrible. playing it in Surge Goku, Tricolor Surge Goku, as like a two of and two in the side. It wasn't very good because they were playing it on turn four. But like now... On it's, turn three, it's pretty good. On the, the time before it was on turn four. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Now yeah. on turn three. Yeah, on, on turn three, now it's it's very reasonable. Three three energy, uh, four bodies. It's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's good. It's it's very answerable. People act like there's no answers to it. Oh, it's very answerable. There's definitely answers. So, I mean, you know... It is what it is. It's not, I think it's way overhyped. I think it's a great card. I would certainly run it right now, but it's just it's there's way too much hype behind it. It doesn't deserve a ban like it. No, yeah, it didn't deserve the ban talk everybody talked about it at all. No. At all. Um But yeah, so that's that's exciting that that's coming out. And um if like I said, if you wanna like I'm holding all my cards, I'm not gonna sell any of my playsets because I'm just stingy and I don't need to. But if you aren't like a collector, like I love collecting, I like to hold a lot of cards, but you aren't like that and you're just trying to get value now sell those cards say, <laughs> get rid of them all, and for the collectors though they made it good for you because all the reprints are alt art so if you're like really into collecting and yeah you like, you like that you like those characters you got new arts to get so yep. i think it's worth it for sure cool uh well for news the last thing to talk about is just upcoming events uh, we've got pre-release next weekend oh yeah can't wait yep gotta get that gohan piccolo leader you know they don't look as good as the Goku Goku Black, uh, leader Unison leader combo from last time. It doesn't it doesn't it doesn't look as good as those, but it definitely looks good though, and it might be more playable Unison than the Goku Black because that Goku Black was terrible. So yeah, I am stoked to mess Pretty around bad. with the with the the, the pre release leader and Unison card. Yeah, I honestly haven't done a whole lot of, of digging into the new set. Um, there's just nothing a lot to prepare for aside from this finals online tournament. But right now with my work, I don't even know if I'm gonna be able to attend. So that's kind of up in the air for me. So I'm not even putting a whole lot of time into it. Um, so I'm really planning on diving into that set when I have physical cards. Cause I hate playing with proxies. Uh, but I know you dove a lot deeper into it. I'm pretty surface level. So do you have any tips 
for pre-release. Oh, yeah. Quick tips. Uh, we'll, qu- we'll probably go into it more next week. We'll the- try and put on an episode before the tournaments, but just now, if, if you're trying to prepare, what, what do you think they should be looking at? Uh, if you're playing in the tournaments, I think the best strategy or, like, best leader to play is definitely SS4 Vegeta. Uh just get all get all your blue cards, put them together, and just okay. Play. I'm glad I'm on the same page because <laughs> I don't know much about it, but that's that's who I would want. Yeah, SS4 Vegeta just it has the most upside and limited to me, like a limited format. Like I was like, oh man, this is crazy because the SRs are good, the rares are good. They're, that Goku, the seven drop SS4 Goku, and limited is going to be insane. It's almost no way to remove it, and it's going to eat two energy on the turn you play it and continuously eat energy from them. So it's you want to play SS4 Vegeta. In uh, your pre-release tournaments, and then for cards to pick up, pick up the blue cards. Both blue, both blue leaders are meta, meta going to be meta decks. A lot of other colors, you don't know which leader is going to be the meta deck, so you could end up, you know, wasting trades or money. However, you acquire your cards, because like let's say, let's say that garlic is garlic junior is the good yellow leader from the set, and you wanted to get G- Gohan, and so you pick up all the Gohan stuff. But it's, then it's useless. You just wasted trading your Garlic Junior cards for those cards or whatever you trade for them because the deck's useless. So I would wait to pick up on all the other colors. You know, get get your leaders. Sure, those are free. People just give them to each other. Like it's just leader cards. Right. Yeah. But like the SRs from all the other ones, I'd wait on. Or like stamped cards. Yeah. yeah. I say, oh, trade all trade all stamped cards. Yeah. Um The stamped market lately has not been very good. Um, it's funny if you. If you wait a little bit and go on TCG Player, like wait for like a buyout. Like, like if you're quick on it and you see a buyout happening, look at the stamped because people just forget. Uh, I think the most recent that I did with that was on like skillless cards. Yeah. Uh, when there were, I was wanting some of the red skillless cards and some of the the black ones. And when I looked, literally every stamp card was almost fifty percent less. Yeah. They say the, the market foil. on the just people that aren't buying them out. I guess I don't. I don't. I don't know. I'm not. You forget. Well, because on TCG you forget sometimes. Because sometimes it doesn't come up right. Or like you'll you'll just search the card mm-hmm. and just pull the card up, but you'll just pull up parallel foils. I think people forget you have to go to a different page. To actually, yeah. you have to go out of your way, you know, to look for it. Mm-hmm. So I say, if you get any stamps and like just trade them to people who want them, like people who are desiring stamps, trade them because. The market for stamps crashed because when stamps first came out, the market was very high. Oh yeah, I remember getting like one drop Khalifas, the yellow ones, getting them stamped. I was like, oh my god, I was getting twenty to thirty dollars from everybody mm-hmm. for them. I haven't got twenty to thirty dollars for a single stamp card in so long. Oh yeah. So it's, I I give it all my stamps now. I'm not even concerned about stamps. Yeah, I just hold on to ones I like and get rid of the rest. Um, but yeah. So if you're playing pre-release, good luck. Uh, next episode. Uh, sometime next week, we are going to drop our top five cards from the new set. So we'll talk about kind of where we think the format's going to go, our favorite cards, what decks we're going to be trying out, and some different strategies if we're playing in pre-releases that we're going to shoot for and cards we're looking out for. So that'll be a good episode next week. Um, but let's get into the main topic of the week, which is the New Jersey 1K. Um, oh. So... <laughs> oh. What an event. Yeah. Uh, this is where the podcast gets sad, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Cue the sad music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so, you know, me, Trevor, and Chris went up there. High expectations. The expectations were not met. On our part and the TO's part. So we go up there expecting a 60-round standard tournament, you know, 60-minute rounds. Uh, you know, we didn't, we didn't think full capacity would be met. We were hopeful. 
we got 56 people to show up. So we're like, oh, this is going to be a good turn. And then they announced 50-minute rounds, 15 minutes before starting. And let, mind you, it started at 1248, but start time was supposed to be at 12. So we're waiting around, doing a whole lot of nothing. Everybody's getting angry. And then, like, oh, yeah, 50-minute rounds. We're like, 50-minute rounds? Like, why would you do that? Nobody understood why they did that. Um, so that screwed a lot of people. I would get into how that screwed people. But I want to tell you guys about how it started off. Like, they had us sitting outside. And this was in Jersey, Newark, Jersey, on the cold weekend. It was legit. <laughs> like, feel, the feels like was 51 degrees. Oh. The, the temperature was 57, but the feels like was 51. People are out there, like, traveling because they don't know what New Jersey's weather's like, but they know that it's, like, reasonable because it's still September. There's people out there in shorts and shirts. People, was it Chris? Huh? Chris Chris did have no jacket. But he had jeans. So, you know, he was cold. My ears were cold. You know, I didn't like that. I had a hoodie on, but my ears were cold. Uh, it just wasn't good, man. Like, people were out there freezing. And then, so, like, we start playing outside. I'm outside. Me, Chris, Trevor, we're all outside round one figures, right? We're outside. I'm sitting next to my friend, Amani. You guys probably know him. Uh, he's on Mac Rarity Gaming. He's a big-time player. We're sitting there talking while we're playing. And here comes this dog. Just runs out towards the fence. Oh, my God. There's dogs out here. And this fence is low. It's a chain fence, and it's low. Like, this is one of those fences that you can sit on. So I was nervous this dog was going to hop over the fence and get us. It just, (laughs) round one started off rough. I won round one, but round one started off rough with all that going on. And then. uh, So uh, just so to remind everyone, because people tuning in might not have heard you talk about your deck. Oh, last yeah. week. So just tell us a little bit about the deck. I played Red Bulma, right? And it was, you guys probably seen from the top 16, the guy who played uh, the 16th place Bulma player versus the first place Sin Shinron player. Uh, his, my Bulma list was not like that. That Bulma list was designed to stall the game out, and it was terrible. I could win the game in a reasonable amount of speed. I played Fearless Pan to give my large board double strike and go for game. I played Mysterious Shroud at Fu at two of it, as a two of in my deck. So I could foo somebody, combo a bunch of cards, put fill up for the next foo and be fine. Um, I need, I do need time if I go to game three. And I went to game three because I played a bunch of high-quality players because this tournament was filled with players who were quality players. Quality commentators, quality players. It was it was great like in that aspect. It had the setup for a great event. Yeah, it was it, it was a recipe for a great time for everybody. You know, the, uh, Miguel was on the mic. I like Miguel a lot. He's from El Topo Loco. Does a great job, and then just like I mean, we had like Sam Martinez, Amani, uh, Eric Goodwin was there. Who else was there? Oh, the Hill Twins, um, Daryl, and all the DMV boys. It was just so many guys. Uh, a lot of Lippus players were there. It was a, a large lot of large big name players there. So I expected it to be a good time, and it was. And a lot of good decks that were on being shown. But that fifty minute rounds messed everything up, like because you're taking ten. Would min- you have played Bulma if you knew it was fifty minute? No, round? I would have played Gotenks if I knew it was going to be fifty minute rounds. Yeah. There's no, there's yeah. no way I'm playing Bulma with fifty minutes. So that screwed me over, and I don't bring extra cards with me to events anymore because if I bring them, I know that I'm going to mess up my deck the night before. So I just, I was screwed from the beginning. So I went round one outside in the cold. That sucked. Uh, next round, I'm at table one uh, versus Nick Green, the Bulma player that made top sixteen. Uh, they kick us off table one, because that's the stream table, for Amani to play uh, Daniel, uh, play Gotenks first Invoker. Uh, they drew. And, you know, that's not a match that normally draws, so that's how you already know. Yeah, I watched that. This this isn't this time thing is going to be an issue. I mean, we ended round one 
I think it was uh, nine draws after round one. <laughs> and then you, I mean, they, if they were so worried about time, just just do what everyone else has done and make the event best of one and cut time down. Because I mean, who wants to play best of three fifty minutes? Nobody. So this is my this is my complaint right here, right? And I sh- I don't like to complain. I don't want to like throw shade or anything, but I they weren't worried about time. If you're worried about time, why are we starting 58 minutes late? That makes no sense. You're worried about time, but you're starting late, and they still tried to include a lunch break. And you're worried about time. There's no way you were actually worried about time. They used the app called MTG Companion, which I have on my phone, and uh, that's how they did the pairings, and that's also how they did the timer. The timer on that app, though, is only 50 minutes or unlimited. So being lazy, the store owner, went with the timing, he just hit 50 minutes. That's how he was doing it. Yeah, that's absurd. I mean, I do what you want to do as a TO. I mean, if you if you tell everyone, hey, this is what it's going to be, then that's what it's going to be. And if you decide to go to that tournament, that's on you because exactly. you accepted the rule set. But to go to a tournament not knowing – and then for them to deviate from the norm and what the standard is for Dragon Ball and do something completely entirely different. Um, and we'll get into the even worse decisions that were made in that tournament by the TO later. Because yeah. this, believe it or not, was not the worst. <laughs> <laughs> that was not their worst decision, was, actually. No, not their worst. Um, but that's just not fair to any player, especially when you're advertising this event for players to travel to. Yeah, so they had um, a lot of people travel. I, mean, I saw a lot of people defending the store, but I noticed it was their locals. Yeah. Uh, anyone who traveled to that event, no one is defending that store. And, uh, almost everyone I've seen that traveled to it is saying they would never go back. Yeah, I don't think I would ever go back again unless I happened to be in the area. I right. wouldn't make time out the weekend. Because I went to Atlantic City for the weekend to have a good time with my girlfriend and friends. You know, so, and then we just went to go play Dragon Ball on Saturday. So I, I had a good trip overall, but that... I would not do that trip just for that ever yeah, again. For us, Atlantic City is six hours. Six hours, six. and Newark is hour and 40 away. So, yeah, so seven hours, 40 Eight minutes. hours of driving. Yeah. So it's just Take not good. Yeah. So round two, I played Nick Green. He wins game one. Uh, his Bulma deck is the most defensive thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, so he wins game one. We side. I beat him game two. He says he makes a misplay. I'm like, sure. You know, we, everybody always says that, right? Nobody ever wants to make good game. I, you know, you just beat me, sir. But uh, so we go to game three, and time is called on turn three. Figures. Uh, So, you know, we don't. Nobody wins. It's a draw. Uh, I like Nick. I know Nick from Pokemon community. So you know, it's cool. Next round, I have to play uh, Anthony Tavares. I believe his name is. He's Anthony Hernandez's cousin. Jonathan, I think. Jonathan Tavares. There you go. Jonathan Tavares. Cool guy. Um, he's playing Vegito. I was playing Bulma. Game one, he opened the nuts. I mean, like, when I say the nuts, I mean the actual. Oh, he had, ev- like, the perfect curve. Because Vegito has a lot of mandatory. You need, like, the Zeno on play. You need the blocker on curve. You need the, you need the Obuni. Yeah. That's three mandatory cards you need he to had, open. And this he how, had everything. This and he had two Obunis. Two Obunis and a God-stealing trunks. I said, yo, yeah. this, I said, this guy is broken. And I have. There's he had no a Royal way, Flush. There's no, yeah, he had the Royal Flush. There's no way I could beat this guy this game. Uh, game two comes. I when beat I think him. about it. Those those blue decks, it's kind of like poker. <laughs> it is. It's got to all come together, right? Right. So, you know, he had game one. I beat him game two. Uh, game three was close. We almost finished in time. We did not. If I would have drew Fearless Pan on turn three, I would have won. Or if I had one more turn, I just would have won. Either way, didn't win. It's a draw. So now I'm sitting at 102. I'm like, oh, my God. But I'm not the only 102 in the room. There is 14 of us. <laughs> Yo, that's that's more draws than the ARG 
with tricolor in the format <laughs> with like triple the amount of people. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> I mean, like we're talking. I'm talking like set one days when it was like impossible to finish games. 14 102s. I mean, that, that's insane. It's insane. I'm like, oh my God. And it's six rounds, but they advertise six rounds or undefeated. At the end of round three, there was only four undefeateds though. That this math is wrong for a 56 man tournament right here because this is how many draws are happening, right? So, okay. I start next round four starts. It's me versus Chris who came up with me. You know, well, me and Chris, close friends. We know each other forever. I say, I always call Chris my best friend. I don't really like that title because I'm a guy, but you know, Chris, best friend, you know, can always depend on him for anything and just know each other forever. So we're both playing Bulma. Granted, both our deck lists are very similar. You know, we made the deck together. I did a lot of the testing for him. I walked him through the matchups that he didn't know anything about yet. So, you know, I was, I, he knew what he was doing. I won game one, hit him with the double mysterious shroud of food, turn six, turn seven. Ooh, I didn't hear, I did not hear about this. Yeah, he was like, oh man. Uh, I, like, wow. I had a big board, I played foo, and then I like attacked, comboed off the garbage cards, still sitting at four life. And I know Bulma can't kill you on six energy if it can't foo or fearless fan. And then, so like, I have eight in there. Uh, wow. I go attack, he goes topo. I, I knew he was going to topo me. I attack with another card. Uh, discard two, and then I put Mysterious Shroud <laughs> food and kill him. Wow. He was like, oh, that's pretty good. Man, game, that's that's insane. Like, Bulma just literally draws that many cards. You can go back-to-back foo. Yeah, back-to-back is pretty easy in that deck. It's actually probably happens one every five games. So, I mean, it happens a lot. That's crazy. You've never done it twice in a game. No, but I, you, you can. I mean, like, if you want to do it, you just have to. I, no, I just haven't seen it. I, yeah. I just haven't seen it. It's like one of those things where, like, you identify how you're winning. And a lot of times if I draw Fearless Pan early, I just say I'm going to win with Fearless Pan. That's, I take that route instead of saying, oh, let me look for the second Foo. Because, I don't know, Fearless Pan is pretty much game most of the time. Yeah. Um, so game three starts with four and a half minutes on the clock pretty much. And me and Chris look at each other. And we know there's only four undefeateds at this point. And then I even hear somebody from inside the uh, – I guess shop. It's like the house. It looks like a house, but it's a shop. Uh, out, out, the shop house. I see. Some, I hear. From, uh, yeah, I know the commentators were in a basement, and yeah. I was just like, uh, "Okay." It was pretty. I mean, it was pretty cool. Like it had like that, like oh, I'm grinding games out of the house type feel to it. It was dope. <laughs> I liked it actually. Um, I hear someone say, "Oh, they're gonna draw." They just started game three, so that's one of the undefeated they're talking about, right? They're one of the undefeated tables, so they're gonna draw. And then uh, Cam, you know, cool guy. I say that's my friend. He plays Sinister Ron. He actually beats his opponent. So he's the only undefeated left. So me and Chris have to play for the win. So we just start turning our Bulmas sideways from turn one. <laughs> I combo three Nappas into play. I'm just we're just getting in there sideways. It's definitely not a real game of Dragon Ball. Uh, turn six hits. He p- draws the foo. It's game. So he gets he finishes two o two. I finish. One one two. That is impressive that you guys finished though. Yeah, it was, it was very impressive, and that's my point, right? Like. No, we weren't playing slow. This tournament just needed 10 more minutes. That we were, Me and him were both playing the same slow deck, able to finish games against each other, and then also getting game three every time we had a draw. We always went to game three and had turns in game three. So, I mean, it's cool. So, they like, oh, they figure out, they're like, oh, man, there's no more rounds because uh, there's only one defeated left. And a couple guys are like, no, one more round, one more round. I want to try to make top cut, blah, blah, blah. You know, people always want to make top cut. I don't blame them. Uh so me, me, Chris are waiting around, and they're like, "Yeah, it's gonna be top eight, you know." So we leave, like, and well, you leave because Chris was in top sixteen. He was, Chris was in top sixteen. Yes, Chris was in twelfth place. Twelfth place. Okay. Twelfth place at two o two. Also, mind you, 
This is insane. <laughs> two wins. <laughs> two wins. Two oh two. He's in twelfth place. Uh, so we leave. We get in the car. We make it about like twenty minutes down the road. This is New Jersey, New York area, the tri-state area. So like that's really not that far. Twenty minutes in traffic on a Saturday. Yeah, just good luck making a left turn to get back though. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, we get a, we get a message from Miguel, and he's like, uh, "You made top 16. And Chris is like, "Yeah." But it's top eight. He's yeah, like, no. I know. I looked at like I looked at the standings, <laughs> and it's prizes only for top eight. So we're like, yeah. And he's like, are you, he's like, oh no, no. Top sixteen's playing it out. Nobody understands how top sixteen got to plan it out. I was told by other people who were there. I'm not going to out them who they were, but they said that top sixteen played it out. Uh, you know, top sixteen it cut the top sixteen instead of top eight simply because people were upset that it ended at round four instead of round five or round six, like they like they promoted. Um. That is that's a bad move for a TO. That's yeah. That's you do not do that because you just screwed over everybody who was nine through sixteen if they left because why would they stay? Right. It's COVID. Nobody's just gonna stand around just to stand around. Yeah, exactly. Like nobody wants to mask over their face because like, we ought to wear masks. I mean, they were taking provision, but nobody wants to sit around with a mask on their face just to watch people play Dragon Ball. That's that's not what we want to do. So we left. So Chris got screwed out of top, out of top sixteen. He made it and didn't get to play. So, I mean, that's just such. Crap, man. Yeah. Like, you drive eight hours to play in this tournament. Mm-hmm. They change the rules at the start. P- you're playing a deck that you would not have played yeah. on that rule set. You still move through all that BS, get to top 16. They say, oh, it's top eight. Okay, cool. I didn't make it. I'll leave. Then I could have made it. Yeah. After I'm half an hour away. It's bad feels. I offered Chris to go back. He didn't want to go back. Uh, he's like, nah. He said, we'll just go hang out because, you know, he was there with his fiance, my girl. You know, we were, and he's like, let's just go have a good time. It was early enough in the day that we could get back to Atlantic City, eat And how, how far was Atlantic City? How uh, far hour, was that hour 40. Okay. Yeah, we, early enough. Like, you know, it's like it's like 5.12. We get back before 7. Yeah, okay. Uh, I get lost, so we don't get back before 7. Okay. But uh, that's, Seems right. that's a whole other story. <laughs> so, we're, you know, he's like, nah, we'll just forget it. <laughs> And you know that right there sounds like the worst mistake, right? Cutting it, to making it top sixteen instead of top eight. It wasn't. The worst mistake was the top sixteen match. On camera was first place Sin Shinron versus Bulma. The game started at five twelve and ended at eight forty nine. Oh my god! That was so... They, so. These people who are so concerned about time, right? Like time <laughs> constraints, they decide to let top cut be unlimited time. That's not how Dragon Ball works at Insane. all. Actually, insane. I mean, there have been tournaments we had where they said there's no time in top cut, but most of the time there is time in top cut. So you want to remove the time constraint in top cut. And then it's Sin Shinrovers. This, this is horrible. I mean, it's, uh, I forget what Hill Twins commentating with Miguel. But the, this is the crazy part, right? The Hill Twins both made top 16 and played their matches. And were commentating. And then they came and commentated game two and game three. That's how long this took. This was obnoxious. Terrible. I was watching it on stream while driving, and I was like, mm, he's making the deck look bad, and now Eric, no one's going to respect Bulma at all. It was just, it was bad. Um, you know, I'm not going to get into the gameplay stuff that was going on, but we'll say that for a tournament, that was about as bad as it that was. That match was, like, pretty much summed up how, the, how it went. It was a waste of time. Yeah. Like, I, I like Miguel and the El Topo Loco guys, that team, up-and-coming team. I like them a lot. You know, I, I'm always asking them, hey, bro, I need a hoodie. Because they got the sweet, like, Topo with the sombreros on. That's so sweet to oh, me. Oh, it is pretty sweet. You yeah. know, so, so I'm like, I, I like them a lot. And they're cool people, man. And I say, 
come to find out, they didn't throw the tournament. It's actually just the locals they go to. Right. So right. you know, everybody thought that it was their tournament. Yeah, they, I know because I saw people trying to throw shade on him, and he was like, "Yo, I just, I just talked into a mic, yeah. bro." <laughs> you know, he was just trying to get people to come out, and have a good time during COVID, and I can respect that. You know. Yeah, for sure. And for sure. If it was his tournament, I would have been like, "Hey, man, you messed up on this," but it wasn't his tournament. He didn't no. mess up. No. You know, the to messed up. The short shop owner messed up. He was just a commentator, so he caught a lot of bad press on uh, Facebook this week, but it wasn't his fault. But I did notice something when I was there because this tournament was super hyped up by by him and just by people who went to the first one they had back in August. Everybody said they had a great time, blah, 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 blah. But those people saying that, these big-name players, they didn't show up for the second one, which yep. led me to believe once I was there that something was wrong. Yeah. Because we're talking about 1K and prizing. Oh, let me tell you. The, oh, uh, yeah, another mess up. Another, another mess, mess up. up. Yeah. So it's 1K, or 1K, right? When someone says 1K, you're thinking it's a cash prizing, right? Because that's why you advertise And you're also thinking it's $1,000. Yes. Uh, no, it was not a 1K, actually. It was 1K in store credit. And we all know store credit is infinite at stores, actually. Like, the way stores operate, store credit is actually an infinite thing to them. Because when people pay an like, actual dollar amount, and they say, oh, we'll give you the store credit. Well, the store credit works off cost. So, like, everything there, they're you're getting at cost. So, they, they sold everything at over 100% retail pretty much that day. That's how, you know, that's how store owners view store credit with buying in, off of tournament entries. It's it's a busted thing. That's why a lot, of, a lot of people's stores do it. It's like store credit works in their favor by a large margin. Um, they switched it to store credit. It wasn't cash, which was like, damn. You know, I was like, well, whatever, though, you know, sucks. But, hey, man, I'm here to play. Let's get it. But then they said there's a cash option, but you lose – 80% of it. Insane. So if I won $500, I lose 80% of $500? No, I thought you lose 20%, right? No, you, you only 80. get 20% of it. Wow. I did not know that until yeah. right now. Yeah. That's blowing. I'm speechless. They said you get 20% of whatever you win in cash. Oh, my God. So that's insane. That's so, like almost criminal. <laughs> 56 times 30? 35? I, I don't remember what it was. That's a oh, lot the, of the money. Fee? Yeah, that's a lot of money. We'll, we'll go here. Hang we got we got calculators, man. It's 2020. Hang on. So we got 56 people. We'll go with the lower times 30. That is $1,680. And they were gonna give out times it times it by uh 0.2. 336 dollars cash. cash. Now, if we take 56 times 30 minus that what was it? 332? Mm-hmm. That means they could not lose $1,348 in profit that day. Yes. They said this tournament has to be at least worth $1,300 or we're not doing it. <laughs> Insane. So, you know, like. This guy must be driving at Ben's, bro. Like, I don't know what he's driving, <laughs> man. I said, this is craziness, though. And I said, I throw a tournament down here. Like, I throw a case tournament, you know. and Yeah, Virginia Beach Comic Kings. Mm -hmm. And I like, you know, my name is attached to it. You know, I, I promote it. Everybody knows that. Like you got, I make sure if things go wrong, I fix it. You know, it's not on the store; it's on me. That right there, as somebody who who runs tournaments that are the same size, that's horrible. I would never do that to somebody. And that store owner, granted, it is New Jersey, New York, that area, so you know they do do shady things up there. You know, city, them city people. Hey man, I'm from Philly. Those big city <laughs> slickers, you know. But hey, I just like, I can't imagine doing that to somebody and like going to sleep that night. Yeah, that's insane. That that really is insane. Like, I just don't even. I have no words. Like, I can't even comprehend why they would have even done that. And 
even if you want to run a tournament that way, right? Like that's what if that's what you want to do, be upfront about it. Yeah, don't don't hit me. After Put it I'm out right there. Here. I didn't drove from Virginia all the way up here, and this is what you're gonna do to me. I mean, and like in everybody's deck profile, they're like, "Yeah, I'm never coming back." Yeah, like, everybody. It's crazy. Nobody wants to come back. You have now. You know, it doesn't hurt your business because you're like a local in New Jersey, New York area, right? But it hurts your you as a TO. Nobody wants to show up to any tournament you're gonna throw. Well, it does hurt their business too, because uh, I mean, if you can run a tournament like this every three months, oh, they're running them every month. Okay, every month. If you can pull in fifty players every oh, yeah. month, yeah, once right. a month. That's that's a huge boost. To your bottom line. You're, you're right. I shouldn't say it doesn't hurt. It does not impact that they stay open or not type hurt. No, no, it doesn't, but it, was but it nice impacts th- their success. Yeah, absolutely. It does impact their success. And that's my thing. Like, why would you do that? And your reputation. Why would you want a reputation like now that? Now nobody wants to go to uh, Computer Gaming and Science Universe or whatever it was called. Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> like, nobody wants to go there now. Is it, yeah. That was the first red flag probably is the name. Uh, the, the We got lost trying to get there. We could not because it literally looks like a house. <laughs> like, it was crazy. Like, we we're, like, walking. We're, like, where is this thing at? It's a little, Maybe like, it's not real. Maybe it's just some guy that liked to get promos. Oh. You know? So we just got yeah. a fake tax ID, got in there with the promos. And Maybe. then he's, like, hang on, hang yeah. on. I can run tournaments out he of this. He got him a little L. And I can make $1,348. <laughs> That's funny. You might have got him a little LLC going, you know? I think yeah. about doing it myself these days, those tax breaks. Hey. I've got the house for it. <laughs> oh, we might have to run it up yeah. one of these days. But, Collab. you know, them, they have, the one good thing that did come from it, I will say, is they inspired me to want to do a 1K. So, like, nice, I, nice. now I'm looking. So, do we have a 1K in the future here in Virginia Beach? We do, actually. Or maybe Hampton Roads. I won't say Virginia Beach. Okay. Because I don't think that Comet Kings can facilitate the space for okay. a 1K. Okay. So, I'm looking into places right now where I could have a 1K. So, you know, I no, no announcements yet for it, but they nice. made me want to have one to show how it should be done correctly. Trevor's got the stream set up and everything. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think I think we can do it. I just, I don't want to do it how they did it. Yeah. Yeah, that that's unfortunate, man, because like we said, it had all of the markings to just be a great event. You have all the homies are there. The team's going up. Like you, Chris, and Trevor, everyone's stoked. You guys are playing cool decks. You, you both are playing a Bulma deck that most people weren't on. They're on different versions of it. Trevor's coming up with cooler. Oh, let's get in. Oh, hold on. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Actually, we got to address this. Trevor hey, played cooler. Don't be, don't be too hard on my man. No, no, not to be hard track. That's my boy. I, I love Trevor to death. Uh I said that Trevor should not play cooler. If you listen to the first podcast, Jimmy said that he likes the idea of, you know, catch people off guard. Hold on. Okay. I don't want to be put in the boat that I said it was a good idea though. (laughs) Okay. It was a fine idea, but I understood the strategy. Okay. That's fine. We'll, We'll accept that. Trevor goes in. He wins round one. I'm like, oh, shit, here we go, Trev. Me, Chris, and Trevor all won round one. I was like, this is gonna be a good day. Mm hmm. That always feels good. Trevor loses to Kid Coop. Mind you, in, in round two, mind you, we talked about Kid Koo beforehand. We said, hey, how's your matchup against Kid Koo? He goes, that's free. It was not free. It was, Do I have to cue the sad music a second time? No, no, okay. no. We got to hit him with that. Okay. But, you know, he said the game was close. He lost to AOD, which that's unfortunate. Um, you know, his deck did have a bad matchup against AOD, and he was just expecting people not to play it. But, That's fair. And he only lost in game three by 5K, which I have not said that in a long time. That yeah. I've lost a game by 5K. Yeah. Because the game just doesn't Combo work. power isn't as significant as it was. It's like one through four. Yeah. It's five. Com- 
combo power used to be a huge thing. Now it's like, mm, you never get blown out. You're like, this person just beat by like 15, 25K. <laughs> like, sure. Or pre uh, Bibbidi Arata, like oh, 120. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's, it was cool to hear him say that. It just wasn't cool to hear him be on the losing side of that. Yeah, you know? it's unfortunate. It sucks. And then he lost to Fujito, I think. You know, it is yeah. what it is. Yeah. How you beat the unison. Tough run. Can't mill the unison out, right? Is that, that's how it works. He's got balls for bringing that deck, though. Oh, absolutely. I say, and now he's working on some new stuff. He was playing that Broly swap yesterday with us, testing for set 11. Oh, how was that? I, I didn't, I wasn't able to play yesterday. All right. We're getting off topic here, but I feel like we can bring this up. Yeah, we got, it's okay. We got time? We always have time. It's All our right. podcast. That's true. It is our podcast. If you've Hey, look, if you guys have been listening with us for 48 minutes, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to assume that it's okay that we talk about something for five more minutes. All right. This Broly Swap deck is probably the next broken deck. All right. I, I, when you look, I wasn't expecting that. When you look at it on paper, like, I say paper. Hold on for a second. Usually, the words out of Mike's mouth are, that shit's trash. <laughs> Absolutely. that's I'm, Almost every day. That's, like, my quote, is that shit's trash. But, mm-mm. I looked at those cards and said, that shit's trash, actually, like, three <laughs> weeks ago. When they, when they showed it, I said, this shit's trash. Um, I, now, I know, looking at it, like, played out. There's one part I don't get about it, but that part doesn't matter. Um. It's very quick, man. I have never seen a deck move like that that was red. It's the fastest red deck in the game. I'm, I mean, we're talking Awakening turn two. The leader has crit the whole game. I'm, I don't know. Like, this leader just has crit. Why does the leader have crit the whole game? Makes zero sense. Um, I mean, they have like a five drop, maybe a six drop on turn two on the board. Why do they have that on the board? It's like they go one, one, three, four, five, all on turn two. And they got like blockers and other little raggedy cards sitting on the board just for combo power. I was, that sounds crazy. I was impressed. I mean, it was, it's quick. So, like, if you, if they go first, which is crazy because they they can search their field spell, their field spell is wild. Uh, Planet Vampa, some people hate it. I don't know why you would hate that card. (laughs) Says, take a life. Look at top top seven. Play a Broly, Ba, Paragus, or a Golemite. That's five K or lower. So that gets your. Hang on. So, is that on play or is that every turn you can? Every do that? turn you can do that. So you, after you pay that one, he's going to free play it for the rest of the game. We have to take a you have to take a life. But take yes. a life, but yeah, yeah. So you get. To, but get, I'm assuming in that deck, it's not as big of a deal because it's so fast. It's so fast. It doesn't yeah. even matter. Uh, so they get to play these cards for free, and they just get their chain going, and like the one drop. There's two one drops. One of the one drops plays a Ba from the deck, which is, and Ba searches a card, puts it in your hand. Like, mm, that's wild. That's nice. And then the three plays the Daddy Paragus from the hand. So all you have to do is have, like, the three in hand, play, swap to the three for free and play Daddy Paragus, who also searches a card. Mm, I'm like, what is, that's it, what's going on? And they're all servants. Well, not all, though. It's also, Bandai did a brilliant job here. I noticed it yesterday. When we were playing it, the one drop is Kid Broly, right? Like, you know, on Planet Vampa, eating the eating the, the Golemites yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not a servant. Uh-huh. The, the three drop is Teenage Broly. Okay. He is a servant. Okay. If you saw the movie. Right. When he was a teenager, he was under his dad's control again. Right, right. And then the four drop is him, like, when he meets uh, Chile and Limo. Like, is that, like, he looks like that. He's still a servant. He's still listening to his dad. Mm-hmm. He has the collar on. The five and the six are not servants ah. because he's, he's he's super saiyan Broly. So very nice, Bandai. So I was, like, I was like, that's very good thematically. Actually, I was super impressed. 
the Broly, yeah. the, so the Broly's that have Servant, you can use the Overlord Paragus that you play for free to get rid of them to draw a card. I don't know why I would ever do that, but you can. But you can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, in my head, I said, that doesn't make any sense. But then I thought about it, I said, well, what if I need to draw a card? <laughs> there you go. I'm drawing a card. So it's, it's, I mean, I feel like that's like the adjustable wrench. Like you never really want to use the adjustable <laughs> wrench because you got to like push your thumb up and like hold your yeah. thumb there. You just want the size, but it's there. Yeah, just in case. If the time calls for it, yeah, it's going to happen. And you need to adjust. Mm-hmm. I say, and the leader just has crit the whole time. And it's a 20K on the back. It's a 20K crit leader that draws a card. Mm, that's nice. And if you ever kill one of the Broly's when they're on the backside, they just play the four drop for free. Yeah, that's nice. I said, I like that. Oh, and the Broly cards take cards up. All the Broly's are foreseen hit. Yeah. They don't get to look in your hand That's and take it. But, like, when you play them, they you have to warp a card from your hand. Huh. And then they also add a marker to the unison. The unison in that deck sucks. I don't like it. But I understand why they play it, though. It's a, the Kale. It, when you play it, look at top three, add a red sand to your hand. And then uh, whenever you swap once per turn, put a marker on it. And it only has a next seven effect. But that next seven effect is broken if you get there. So your opponent just needs to make sure they're, like, mindful of it. But okay. it's, like, neg 15, their leader for the turn, and play a five-drop Broly. Mm. So, yeah. I don't know. I think that deck is, uh, I think it's broken. Okay. Like, the, at least the, the synergy of, obviously a format can warp around that deck well, yeah, and, and sure. make it not broken, for sure. But it's, it's you know, it's it, playable, it's, for sure. It's playable, and it's also could probably, be, it could be a mistake. Could be a top deck. It's, ve- it's very okay. dangerous. Okay. Well, there you go. So, yeah, off topic a little bit, but yeah, uh, anything else you want to talk about with the 1K aside from the miserable parts of it? Any good news from the 1K? I mean, I had fun with my friends who were there. It was nice seeing everybody, man. You know, COVID sucks. So it was, it was definitely cool going out, seeing Eric, Sam, Amani, and everybody, Miguel. So, you know, hey, I played on stream. It was a, That was cool. It was a draw, but... Wasn't a loss. Was not a loss. You know, and mind you, I play lightning fast. If you go watch that stream, you'd be like, "Damn, he's playing." Bowling How many fast. draws do you have in tournaments? Uh, prior before this event, I had one draw. One. I go to a lot of events, and my yeah. draw was with Jordan Markle. Love Jordan. Yeah. N- notorious slow player though. <laughs> Love Jordan though. That's my guy. He'll be up here actually soon on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we but, gotta get know. Jordan on here. You know, that my only draw was Shinron versus Toa, which we had a draw. Cool. You know, that's no big deal. And that makes sense. People were drawing in that format, actually, that deck versus that deck. That was a very common thing to happen. But one draw ever, though. Like, come on. And now I, I just added two to my count. I don't like it. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. Right, right. Well, nothing we can do, but at least we know that Oh, there's something we can do. Trip. I say, we can never go back again. Yeah, yeah, right. It's not worth the trip. All right. Well. At least uh, the team did, you know, overall pretty good, you know. Yeah. I if, mean, it, if, it, if it wasn't for you playing Chris, you probably both would have topped. Yeah, I think I would have. You know. I, the other one zero twos, I could have beat. Yeah. I know for a fact. It was it was literally blue decks, none of the green decks. Oh, I said, yeah. oh, yeah, sign yeah, me up. Yeah, you're in there. Yeah. So I was like, that's what I wanted. But, you know, I didn't get there. So, hey. It happens. All right. Well, uh, we'll start uh, wrapping this up with our, our last segments here. Uh, we always end. Uh, one of the last things we talk about is we're going to name the segment, I think. I don't even know if we'll name it yet. I'll, I'll run it by Mike right now live. Uh, results of training. Ooh, that's a throwback to set one. I like that, actually. Yeah, right? Results of training, all of our playtesting. Yeah. I, I like that. We can okay. do that. We're get, I'm getting a, a voice actor to do, like, actual segment lines, too, for us. Okay. So, yeah. 
I'm saying, we're on the come up. I say I like that. So uh, yeah, playtesting this week. I, and I guess that I guess we kind of already went into that talking about the the Red Broly stuff. But uh, for me, I'm still I'm still on Green Frieza, and I don't know why. <laughs> Sean's been playing that deck all week with me. Yeah, um, it's a cool deck. That deck's cool though, man. It's fun. I, I think that I don't know. You got all you got to do is get your Dark Broly Unison, you know, and you're you're rolling next set with yeah. it. I have no new impressions to give. It's the same deck, <laughs> same thing every time. Uh, I have made some changes to it. I'm I'm messing around. I took out one of the three drop guineas actually. Yeah, it was clogging my hand a little too much, and there were times where I really needed a negate, and I'm like, I don't have the one energy because I used it to put this damn Dodoria in my hand for like yeah. the fifteenth time. Uh, so I dropped one and put in one shocking death ball just okay. to have a sparking negate, and can't then go, I put in uh um, one of the green drop negate. Oh yeah, for the greater good, underrated yeah. card. I love that card. Yeah. So just I'm just playing them as one ofs. Uh, I, that's, I think that's a good one of. Yeah, I was originally gonna do two shockings, and then I was like, "Meh." Yeah, I play for the greater good. If I'm playing Zarbon and you Cooler, said four. No, I'm saying four. The name of the card is for the greater. Oh, good. Oh right, okay. you gotta play one yeah. of it. Because if I'm playing Zarbon and Cooler, I'm discarding cards yeah. from my hand. I want that. That card's great. Uh, say even if you had to use it on turn one to blow up a one drop, I like it. I don't know. I've always liked that card. I got some stamped ones actually. Do you? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe it was just because I have the judge shocking death balls. And I really wanted to play both. I only have two, so I always want to play both of them together. I it feels dirty not doing it. I think you just side the second one. That's true. It, well, it is sided. It is sided. Yeah, you just side the second one. You know, yeah. I don't want him to get jealous. And <laughs> but yeah, no, no uh, I don't think there's any real new updates for me from testing. It's I've just been, the same deck that I've been playing. I've been playing Surge Cell all week because I finally saw that Cell Dark Parasite card, and I was like, man. I sold all of them when I bought my original cases for set ten because I never played this deck. Yeah, I was like, let me let me look at this card. I looked at it, I said, oh, this card is a plus two. It is. I said it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I've been playing that all week. Uh, not like the traditional way that everybody plays it. I've been playing like Raider Warcry, a little bit of aggressiveness. Uh, and I still, but I still play like hand control aspect because I mean you just have to. It's a green deck, but I definitely do like how you can go Frieza. On their turn, and then Warcry, like, on the attack, rest their card, draw a card, and then just the following turn, play the cell off of that. Yeah, that was, was the... When we play tested earlier, That uh, when when I lost, that was, like, your exact line. Yeah, see that? It felt terrible. Oh, that's a pretty good play. I was like... Because, I mean, the Warcry is probably going to hit on the crackback. You just, you know, combo up on it, and then you play the cell. Hey, man, they're at three. That's, that cell is... That cell is slept on. Successor yeah. cell... I mean the the problem with the deck is hand size, hand size, and uh, early aggression. It's early, yeah, early game, like because even the game that that I lost, I said uh, as soon as we hit turn four, I was like I lost because yeah. I'm in no position to win. You you didn't let me awaken, so when I can't awaken and you hit turn four, most decks are probably losing to yeah, you. Absolutely, it's just getting there. The more aggressive deck, I mean, do you, do you think with what you're playing now, are you going to struggle with the more ag- aggressive decks of the format? Oh yeah, I'm not playing going to play this deck with eleven cards. Yeah. It's not. I'm all in on SS4 Vegeta. Like, yeah, this is no, just your little in-between. This is a little in-between trying to have fun. I like to mess with decks. I don't keep them together long, but, you know, I like to mess with some things. I really liked um, Scott Dashie's Golden Freezer list. I don't know oh, if yeah, you saw I that. Oh, yeah, I saw that, yeah. It looks I want, fun. I want I, to test it out. Me too, actually. That's funny because I'm, that's what, I wanted to play that today when we were playing earlier, yeah. and I just had no time. I was actually messing with this podcast stuff, which, by the way, hopefully we sound better if we got any repeat listeners. Um we got some big upgrades to the equipment. It turns out both of us really enjoy this, oh, yeah. and uh, 
the team's also interesting coming on. So next week we're gonna have Sean from the team in here. That's a real treat right there. I say tune in if you like. If you're like, mm, it's okay. This podcast, yeah, I want to learn a little bit more from. Yeah, which is probably very fair. We're bringing Sean. So. Sean, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we heard we heard the feedback that yeah. we did not hear, and Sean's coming. Yeah, so Sean, don't worry. Sean's coming. Yeah, he's he's a he's a real funny guy, you know. So it'll be it'll be cool to be up here next week with him. We'll be talking about top five cards, yeah. uh, pre-release, and I'm all set eleven stuff. I'll set eleven stuff next week, you know. And I'm opening my case hopefully on Thursday. Maybe Friday. Nice. Keep that on the hush, you know, guys. But, you know, I'm opening this case. I can tell you guys the ratios and everything, you know. So look forward to next week's yeah. Uh, podcast. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, but, yeah, that is uh, most of what we have. We'll wrap up with, I think I'm going to call this segment, well, I'll drop another name for you that I'm thinking of. Something to do with Monaka. So, like, it's going to be, like, our mailbag. Like, okay. when people leave reviews, comments. So I'm thinking, like, maybe it's, like, Monaka's like delivery service or I don't know, you know, cause he's a delivery guy. Yeah. He is a delivery guy. You know, I like that. Yeah. So something with, something with Monaka, but, uh, so shout out on uh, Reddit to dongle the Don. Uh, he said, gotta say for a first time doing a podcast, y'all were entertaining and informative, subscribed and excited to hear more good shit. Gents. I like that. He also uh, called you out, Mike for the Patreon. Mm. All right. Said so he's waiting for it. Haven't started working on it, guys. Uh, maybe if I win the Set 11 case tournament here, it will be a review of my SS4 Fujita deck. I do remember you saying that for the last case tournament, though. I did. I split. I did make top cut, and I split my deck profile. No, no, I meant for the Patreon. Oh, yeah. I should have played it out all the way, right? But it was so many homies in top eight, man. I was like, the homies don't, yeah, don't yeah. want to play. I was like, sure. I don't. I, I am pretty sad that I didn't play in that. That's it. It's one of those things where it's like, I'm not the guy who's going to stop a split amongst friends. That's not me. Some people are greedy like that. They're like, I'm not splitting. Me? I didn't bought a case already. I have all the cards. Ugh. I really just plan for the competition yeah. in the level. It's, really, it's about having fun. Yeah. If you play this game for money, you're in the wrong game. Like, you don't. You shouldn't play this game for money. No. You should buy this game for money. Unless you're Jordan Markle. He's yeah. ma- he's made actually like 15 grand. I think he said the other day. Yeah, he's killing it. Him. Yeah. I mean, like Scott Dashy. He told giving me his totals. Uh, Ryan Seven. There's some guys who've made some real killings in this game. Yeah. And you know, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I've probably made a killing of like beating the crap out of my locals. Yeah. Which. You know, hey, I appreciate them coming out playing with me. You know, I don't win every time. I'm not even going to act like I win every time. But I have long stints of just winning every time. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, if you win enough locally and in big events, you can make money, sure. But I'm yeah, not. I'm, I'm definitely, of all the money I spent, I'm I'm definitely plus on this yeah. game. I, say, I would say, like, tournament entries and buying decks, I have to be plus. There's no way. Yeah. There, I will never forget this glorious summer day last summer. It was probably the most. Uh, I'm rambling, but it was glorious. I played on <laughs> uh, Sunday. We're like an hour in my like, so there was a summer day. It was 2014. <laughs> oh, man. It was nuts, though, man. We were playing. It was a set seven format. Um, I was playing. What was I playing? I think I was playing Shinron this tournament. I love I loved Shinron, which that's my deck. But uh, I decided not to go to this I'm cookout. I'm so happy you're off that for now. Uh, as soon as they make it playable again, I'm back. But uh, I was, I had this cookout I had to go to, you know, um, the boss at Comic Kings, he was like, hey, man, come to my house for this cookout, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I'll be out there, you know. And he goes, okay. He texts me, where you at? I was like, oh, man, I'm at, I'm at the shop playing. So I'll come through afterwards. I said, okay, cool, cool. I play. I open 26 packs. I pull two sign cards and an SCR. Woo! This is the most insane shit. I said, I pulled, it was a, it was a, was it a, Zamasu, it was a Zamasu, Goku Black, Kefla, a signed Trunks, and a signed Fujito. Wow. I said. That's pretty good. Jesus loves me. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
That was like, oh my god. <laughs> you know, that's that was so at that time the sign cards were down in money, but the SCR was a lot of money. Yeah. You know, I was like, damn, this is nuts. And now the sign cards are worth a lot of money. Insane. Insane amounts of money. So, you know, hey, man, that day was glorious. So you can definitely cash in on some locals. Yeah. Uh, anyways, also, shout out to, I love this username, Dees, with about 40 ones afterwards. Um, <laughs> he left a review for our podcast, so shout out. You are the first person to leave a review. Shout out to you. Thank you. And he said, DBS needs more podcasts like this, with an exclamation point. Okay. Say, so, well, we're going to bring you one every week. So. Yep. Every week. Uh, I'm thinking Fridays are going to be the day I'm going to try and post it. It was Monday last time. Today it's Friday. I don't know. If you guys have a specific day that you would like to see us post them, leave us some feedback. Let us know. Yeah, leave us some feedback and let us know what you want to talk about. You know, yeah. next week we said set 11. I want to do a, we're going to do a show sometime about like buying cards, just like the market in general, because oh, yeah. a lot of people don't know how to do it right. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll help. A lot of people complain about the prices, which I get, but there's there's ways to be smart to, to, work, oh, yeah. to work that market to make sure you get what you need. Um, so we can talk about that and whatever other ideas you have for us, you know, definitely let us know. Anything else, Mike? See you next week, guys. I'm on my back, yeah,